before they can be an image of us, we have to see them as a picture of him. And so Jesus is our ultimate example. And so if we want to know what real meekness is, we look to him. And Matthew will use this word two other times in his gospel, in 11.29 and then again in, in chapter 21. And so Matthew chapter 11, 25 through 30, sets up a whole section that is contrasting Jesus's form of meekness with the Pharisees' form of overbearingness. So Matthew eleven twenty five. at that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am, here's the word, gentle, meek, the same word, I am gentle, I am meek, and humble or lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So it's instructive to think about this passage, how it fits into the larger argument of the Gospel of Matthew, and how it illustrates some of the key truths of the Beatitudes. Notice it begins with a celebration of praise to the Father, and children are celebrated. Why children? Because they have no problem admitting that they are needy. They have no problem living in a position of joyful dependence. That's what it means to be poor in spirit. They also have no problem mourning. They're quick to cry, quick to laugh. And then you have Jesus's famous call to come to him, whoever, all who labor and are heavy laden. And then chapter 12 is going to unpack the what type of burdens he is talking about. But here you have the promise for rest and the encouragement to take my yoke upon you. 
So what image is that all about? See, the yoke was a wooden frame that bound two oxen together. So it was a burden that was placed on them that would keep them together in step, united, so they could do their work. It was willing subjection. So Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you. Bind yourself to me. I will carry the heavy burden. And if that sounds difficult to you or offensive or inappropriate, it's probably worth thinking about that everyone is yoked to something. And the way you can tell what you are yoked to is by trying to name and pinpoint those things that cause you a sense of shame. Many years ago now, Cynthia and I were really into the show Lost, and one of the key characters, Josh Holloway, who was Sawyer, I remember watching an interview with him, and he was asked that if if he could change one thing about himself, what would he change? And he said what he would change is that he hates his image. He feels like he's constantly out of shape all the time. He said if he could just get Brad Pitt's abs from the movie Fight Club, if he could just get those, and this was the line that just stuck me. He said if I could just have those, I would have, I would find rest for my soul. And I wonder if he knew he was quoting Jesus in Matthew chapter 11. That is a burden. That is a heavy yoke. That was an impossible load. It was too heavy of a burden. And he was weighed down under this sense of shame because he couldn't live up to his own desire for his own image. And you think about the things, you know, shame is almost like this gooey slime. Our kids are in the stage where they love to make slime, and it's this gooey slime stuff that gets stuck in the carpet and stuck in between your toes, and it's impossible to pin down. You try and grab it, and it squirts out of your hand. It's there, and it's staining you, and it's causing a mess, but you can't quite pin it down. And that's the way shame works. We have this globby, gooey sense that somehow we're just failing, maybe failing as a parent, failing at work, failing in this situation for Josh Holloway, it was failing in my physical appearance, or failing in being bound to a graceless religion. All those are yokes that bind us. And here what Jesus is actually attacking in this section and what he's demonstrating, true meekness, because chapter 12 is a debate about what meekness is. He's attacking the heavy laden, the heavy burdens that the Pharisees are placing on people through their interpretation of the law, through their graceless religion. See, in chapter 12, he's, the confrontation with them is that they are overbearing in their personal attitude, and they are harsh in the demands they make on, pe- on people in the name of God or following Torah. So they're overbearing and they're harsh. And Jesus is showing that he is both humble and unassertive in his own being, and he's gentle and considerate of human frailty and their weakness. And so 12 sets up this debate, and then it culminates. It begins in what we read, then it culminates in verse 15, where Jesus withdraws, chapter 12, 15. And then Matthew says this action, this debate, this withdrawal was to prove what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. And this is a scripture that's demonstrating true meekness. 
Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. But he will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. That means he's not going to be self-aggrandizing and self-asserting. And But a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench. So his hands will be strong, but they'll be soft. So do you feel bruised today? Well, you can come to him knowing that he won't break you. Do you feel like your wick is smoldering, your light is almost out? Well, he is not harsh, and he's not overbearing, but he will bring justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles will hope. And so what this paints a picture of is a picture of true meekness where you see the perfect combination of tenderness and toughness, the perfect combination of being merciful and mighty. And I know I need help from one who is neither overbearing nor harsh, who's tender and tough, who will not break the bruised reed and will not quench the smoldering wick. And in his name, we will hope. And only here, Will you find rest for your soul? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye. Heavenly host, praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.